Our franchise radio show today is in, entitled Selling the Invisible, How to Make Your Brand Stand Out. And I'm thrilled to have with me today Lauren Clement. Lauren, Lauren and I have uh, pursued for some time to come along to one of our radio show discussions and uh, pleased to say I have her here. She's someone that's got an amazing background. She's got 25 years in advertising and marketing, done a lot in brand management and worked with a sort of uh, creative advertising agencies that are household names, you know, people like Saatchi and Saatchi, uh, Ogilvy and Mather and Clemenger's BBDO as well. So she's she's really narrowed herself down to a niche as a personal branding specialist. She works with a range of service providers, people in the consultancy area. People generally just need to stand out from the crowd. So um, hence the term selling the invisible. Then the, the truth is, it does make it is difficult to explain to people, you know, why should they choose you above everybody else out there? Because there's it's a competitive world. So what Lauren's going to do, I'll be hopefully giving her some pointed questions, and she's going to share her sort of valuable insight and knowledge that she's gathered, and it, to help you how you can package your brand and uh, propel your sort of perception into the marketplace. So uh, her go-to expert basically process is going to show you how to be the go-to expert and find out how you can attract really good prospects and get raving fans in your business uh, people who uh, you know people who know you like you trust you and so forth so lauren welcome today it's great to have you along thank you so much brian it's a pleasure to be here was there anything you'd like to add to your bio there no, gosh, I think you did a brilliant job, Brian. Um, I'm really looking forward to sharing lots of great content with people who really want to grow their businesses because duplicating yourself is one of the hardest things. So you really need to know what you stand for and what your brand is so that you can do exactly that. And I've been on some of your workshops, Brian, and the help that you give people is amazing. So I'm no, very, very pleased to be here. So selling the invisible, how do you make your brand stand out? Let's uh, start with the obvious question. <laughs> yes, it is a hard thing to do, and it's it's interesting, you know, back in 1970, they reckoned that our human brain was being hit with about 500 branded or marketing or sales messages. Any guesses, Brian, as to how many that is today? <laughs> probably probably more like 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There's, um, I mean, there's, there's lots of different guesstimates, but somewhere between 3,500 and 5,500 messages a day that our brand is getting from marketing and branding and advertising out there. So that just makes it a really, really cluttered marketplace. And if you have a business where you're selling products or services, it makes it really difficult to explain why someone should pick you out of the crowd. Um, I think selling products can be difficult because often it just comes down to price. People just look at a product and then go online and compare it and buy the cheapest. But I actually believe that selling services is even more tricky because you really are selling the invisible. Um, you don't have something tactile that people can look at um, to touch or feel or taste or whatever. Um, you have to help the prospect or your prospective client imagine what it's going to be like once they've asked you to come and wash their dog or cut their lawns or clean their house or whatever it is. But having chatted earlier with you, Brian, that is what I believe is a huge, a massive growth area, especially with franchising, is the services-based industries. Um, at the moment, you're saying that somewhere between 30 to 40% of franchises are service-based. I can see that really growing into the future because 
the consultancy industry worldwide is just a huge growing area where people need expert help. They don't have the time to do it themselves and they want someone to come do it for them. So yes, um, that's what it's all about, is trying to stand out from the crowd and give them a reason to choose you and your franchise. Your reason for being there is why should someone pick me to come and help them solve their problems. Yeah, of course, and with the people on our, our, our listeners, they come with two points of view. One is their customers, so their traditional customer, their retail customer, if you like, and the other one, as a franchisor with a franchise group, is their franchisees they're trying to attract. So two very different avatars, two different profiles, um, which, which makes it interesting. But nevertheless, when we look at that, really, it's, it's the same. I imagine it's really the same sort of uh, branding we're looking at. Um, we know there's particular focus on language and so forth, but essentially it's, it's, the, same, it's the same challenge, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely spot on, Brian. I mean, regardless of whether you're trying to attract customers to come to your franchise or to attract franchisees to partner with you and to, to grow your presence around the, around the country, around the world, you're still dealing with humans. You're dealing with human brains. And the branding part of this is really interesting. That's a bit that gets me excited because I've been studying neurobranding for a little while now. Neurobranding is really good fun. Um, it's all about the way that the brain deals with these branded marketing messages that we get hit with every day. And um, the brain works the same way regardless of whether you're a client, a customer, a business owner, a franchisee, a franchisor, whatever. Um, it's going to operate the same way. So it's understanding how consumers of anything, business, product, services, how their brain works is really important. So and. Neurobranding is really fun because um, you can try it out. Would you like? I, I've got a bit of a theory. I, I believe that the brain works in pictures, yep, and yep. that's why it makes it really hard as a service provider because you've got to paint a picture. You don't have a, a cheesecake or a pizza or whatever to show someone what they're going to buy. Your service is going to be the outcome. It's going to be the beautifully manicured garden or the fabulously happy puppy dog. Um, you've got to paint that picture. Brian, would you like me to have we test with you to prove my theory that the brain thinks in pictures? Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I promise we won't embarrass you. It'll be okay. <laughs> I'm relying um, on you here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the listeners can do this as well, which is really cool. Oh, well, join in, everybody. Put <laughs> your hands up. So yeah, what I'd like you to do is I'm going to give you a couple of words in a minute just to concentrate on. I just want you to think about those words, and then I'm going to ask you a couple of other questions. So the words I'm going to give you to think about are bacon and eggs. Mm -hmm. So just imagine bacon and eggs. Mm -hmm. Now, in your brain, Brian, did you see the words bacon and eggs? No, no, I saw a fried egg, sunny side up, and a bit of crispy bacon on a, <laughs> on a, on a white plate, actually. Brilliant. So now, did I tell you that they were cooked? <laughs> no, I didn't see a pig and a chook. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, and you certainly didn't see words. So this is the thing. Your brain will make up a story. If there's a void there, it will make up an outcome. You could probably, a lot of people even say they can smell the bacon, you know. So there's all these fabulous things that your brain does. And there's a particular part of the brain, it's called the amygdala, um, or as Seth Godin, who's a real brand guru, calls it the lizard brain. It's an ancient part of your brain or the reptilian brain. And it's basically there to store memories and emotions. So when you've got a memory of something like bacon, eggs on toast, you also have these other emotional things that, that cement that memory, the taste, the smell, the texture, all those sorts of things. So 
what you've got to remember with the amygdala is it's there to keep you safe. It brings back memory and emotion to make out the world that you're living in and work out whether, okay, is it nice friendly bacon eggs or are they a little bit off and probably shouldn't eat them because they're going to make you sick or, you know, all those sorts of things. So the brain works at a million miles an hour and when it's um, de deciphering or, or filtering these branded marketing messages that are going out there, Basically, it's cutting through the clutter and only alerting you to the stuff that's interesting to you. Um, so I don't know, Brian, if you've ever been in a position where you've been looking at buying a new car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we relate to that. Most people can relate to that. New or used, it's still a... Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. So you've imagined a car that you'd quite like to buy. When that happens, how many times do you then see that car around the place? Well, exactly. It's the old... Going from way back, it's the old Volkswagen story. You, when you look, when you're looking to buy one, suddenly every every other page of the newspaper is advertising them, and you see them up and down the street. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely. And in reality, they were always there, but yeah. because you had not told your amygdala or your brain that you were interested in that, it would just filter it out. So it just just basically doesn't see it. Correct. So well, often mm. in branding, if you, especially with franchising and especially with selling services, if you can't stand out and capture attention and engage with people, your brain will just filter it out because it's not important. And that's the trouble is if you don't understand how to cut through the clutter and get it across to your, uh, the, through the amygdala's defences and quickly into the brain, they're just not going to choose you. Um, they won't even see you or notice you. Mm. So, and I know there's a lot of franchises who do this, and I don't know whether I'm going to get into lots of trouble when I mention this, but um, there are fast food franchises, I believe, who who filter smells of the food out onto the street to make people feel hungry. Mm. Yeah, no, and you're I, welcome. We're not, we're not brand <laughs> sensitive here. Uh, <laughs> well, I won't, name, I won't name names. Uh, uh, controversy is um, limited. But, you know, whenever I used to walk past the subway in in um, in Cherrybrook in North Sydney, you could there was a smell of the bread baking coming through the door. Mm. So that's the sort of thing you're referring to. And Gloria Jeans, you could smell the coffee. I think you're right. They probably pumped it out with their air conditioning system or something. Yeah. Absolutely, because the amygdala works on emotion as well as memory, and it's got a fond memory for coffee or a great memory for baked bread or whatever it is, and it'll trigger all sorts of things inside you that say, hey, I'm a bit hungry. So there's all sorts of ways that you can, you can mess with the brain, which is really good fun. But there is a real... There's a real problem, I think, that most entrepreneurs have. And the nicest thing I think about an entrepreneur is they've managed to tame their amygdala slightly because the amygdala basically is there to keep you safe. So if you're a, a person who's thinking about franchising and you've got all these concerns, oh, maybe we should, it's a bit of a risk, we, you know, what might happen and we could lose the house and all this. Stuff. That's the amygdala. That's the amygdala making up these stories, this fear. And fear basically stands for false expectation appearing real. And the amygdala is the thing that does that. It's your little voice in the back of your head that says, warning, warning, this could be problematic. Because it wants to keep you safe. This is the part of your brain that was the fight or flight mechanism when you were back being a caveman. So, when it comes to stepping into business and, and positioning yourself as a business and as a franchisee or a franchisor, if there's ever doubt or concerns, the amygdala is there just trying to stop you from doing that. Now, the greatest thing about most franchise people is that they have managed to tame their amygdala. They've tamed it to say, 
look, I know there's risks. I know there's all sorts of things that might happen and could happen. I also know there's some pretty cool stuff as well. It's my own business. I get to do all sorts of neat things. There's a system to follow. There's all sorts of great stuff done for me. Um, it's going to be okay. So that sort of entrepreneur talks the amygdala out of being fearful and pushes forward, pushes through the fear and gets on with it anyway, which is fantastic. I love that part about the entrepreneur's brain. However, the downside is that because you've tamed the amygdala and you're therefore less risk averse, I would say, your brain is more open to opportunity. So you see lots of those volts. Mm, gee, yeah, this, uh, this is this is chasing all the all the dreams that pop up. The uh, the butterfly is this the butterfly brain? I see yeah. some entrepreneurs here, here, there, everywhere. Yeah, look, yeah, true. Trying, yeah, to, exactly. trying to get them to pin down the. To actually uh, finish something is sometimes a challenge. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I call it um, bright, shiny objectitis. Mm, mm. And we suffer from it a lot. And and what it leads to, unfortunately, is another fantastic saying, which is FOMO, um, the fear of missing out. And when, you, when you've tamed your brain and all of a sudden all these opportunities present themselves, yes, you're right, it's hard to, to niche yourself down to one particular thing. So if you're potentially thinking about how you could grow your business and, and franchising, it's one way to do that. All of a sudden it becomes difficult because it's, well, I could do this or I could do that or I could use this person or I could have this or I could, all these opportunities really muddy the waters and stop you from being focused and you start out, you end up having FOMO, the fear of missing out. So the one big thing I'd like to help the listeners with today is to understand that that's not unusual. It's just the way that it is. It's the way that your brain works. Um, don't worry, you're not alone. But more importantly, if you can get over that and work out, no, this is my niche, this is the one, if I'm a dog groomer and I want to grow my business and have hundreds of dog grooming things on the road or whatever it is, what's the one thing that I do differently or that I'm a specialist in that will make me stand out? Okay, so so what you're doing is saying, okay, um, in, in, in my case, it might be my 30-odd years' experience in franchising, for example. Um, what, what, some, something you've got which is fairly unique that you can describe that's authentic, how much people will recognize, uh, and obviously it's got to meet their credibility requirements as well. So you've got to find something that's uh, unique about you and that people recognize and value and want a bit of sort of thing. Absolutely, and that value is is fantastic because... This is the thing I love about personal branding and it's the thing I love about if you wanted to franchise your business is that you are unique. Your DNA is completely different to everybody else. So you can find a value that is something that nobody else offers based totally, as you say, on being authentic and just being really good at doing something. You know, um, the lovely Jeff Bezos who owns Amazon talks about a brand being a reputation hmm. and it's doing things well that you get a good reputation. My definition of, of an expertise or your specific expertise is the stuff that you do effortlessly that other people find really difficult. So okay. if you think about yeah. your business and what you do and, and it, like you do with Brian, with your franchising, what is it that you do absolutely effortlessly that people say, man, Brian, that was so, I never would have thought of that. 
Um, it might be a process, it might be a system, it might be your approach, it might be all sorts of, and the way to find that out most times is to write out across a piece of paper all the different things that you do as your, as your business. So all the things from when you're training someone to become a successful franchisor, um, and have an amazing business. What are all the things that you take them through? And then once you've got them across the page, go down. And just put bullet points. In this, I do this, 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 and this. In this bit, I do And the one that you go on and on and on and on, and it's an endless list that says, God, there's so much in there. That's your area of expertise. I'm with that's you. That's the thing that's, you do really, really well. That's fascinating. So if um, you may have more to add on that, but let me pose another question for you that comes to mind. So what if prospective franchisors, albeit service providers or retail, whatever it might be, who want to franchise, um, what, what do they need to do to make sure they've got a brand that engages the brain? Because you're talking about here finding these things, and I, I guess this is what you're leading into, so things that you do, the expert does effortlessly, but which their customers find hard to do, whether it's cooking a steak or whether it's designing a brand. Um, can, can, is that a fair question to pose to you? Yeah, absolutely, because... You're quite right. It's 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 the value proposition that has been talked about for years and years and years in terms of marketing and branding. Yeah, what's the one thing that you do effortlessly? You do it really, really well that your client has no idea about how to do it. One of those things I know, which I'm hopeless at, is things like interior design. Um, I've sold a number of um, houses and properties over the years, and I've always got someone to come in and just sort out my house because I have no spatial awareness on what should go where. And this person will come in and they'll move a chair from one side of the room to the other and it will look completely different and amazing and I would never have any idea how to do it. Mm. So, you know, so that's the thing. If you groom dogs and you have a particular way of calming them or there's a particular way that you cut them so that the, the, the cut lasts longer or looks better or you do something to do with nutrition with the dogs or anything that you find that you effortlessly can think of that other people don't. Because the neatest thing about, about being able to stand out from the crowd is if you have a USP, which is a unique selling proposition, you immediately stand out. You've got a value that other people don't offer. And the neatest thing that happens with that is it helps you overcome FOMO because your USP, say for example it is grooming dogs and it's uh, I don't know, making them smell fantastic at the same time. You are therefore going to appeal to people who want their dogs to smell fantastic above all other dog owners. And if you're happy that that's who you're going to target, and they're going to build you up as being, hey, if you want your dog to smell fantastic, you've got to use this brand because they come and do an amazing job and the dog just smells amazing and they never smell bad or whatever it is for months and months, whatever your proposition is. All of a sudden, you've got over FOMO. You've got a niche audience. They love what you do. They tell other people what you do and you've got a raving fan, raving fan base of clients who do your marketing for you. Right. So the challenge there, which is what we would lay at your door, then would be, that's what I want to do, but how do I describe that for my customers? Because my words don't necessarily flow when I say my dog, my our dogs smell good. <laughs> Is that going to turn everybody on? Oh well, you just yeah, and that's the thing. And it's funny because the amygdala in people's brains and your clients' brains, it just wants stuff really simple. 
It doesn't like flowery language. It just, you know, when you meet somebody and they introduce themselves or they introduce their business and they talk about, oh, I have a holistic approach to dog grooming and it includes blah, 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 and they're just wafting on about this. The amygdala in your brain is going, what the hell is this person talking about? Who are they? I can't figure it out. It's too hard. I'm just going to shut them off. Right. So and, that's where the entrepreneur says, I just want the facts. Give me the bottom line. Tell me the story. I don't want all the I don't want all the paraphernalia and the poetry. I just want give me the facts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and other people will say, look, I just want a guarantee. If you say you're going to make my dog smell great, how what's the guarantee? For how long? And how can I? You know, how do I know it's actually going to happen? So, so yes, but it's keeping it simple. And it's there are really only three things that a client or a prospective franchise or a partner is thinking when you're trying to sell something to them. Oh, I've got my pen hovering here. This is a, this is a key. This is, I see we're going to get a key bit of knowledge here. So, right, far well, away. One thing to think about is it's got nothing to do with price. And it's funny because most people think, people are saying in their brains, how much is it going to cost me? They don't even consider that. The three things they're thinking about is, do I know who you are and if what you do can help me? Yeah, and it's funny the brain will do that in a split second and if you're an accountant and you're offering services and the idea is you're going to franchise that and you're concerned that not everybody everybody thinks accounting is boring or whatever it is hmm. there's nothing you can do to stop that the amygdala already has that impression in its brain it's, it's just the way of the world ah. so get, over, get over that don't worry about it get through it at least by saying to somebody we're a franchise accounting business they know who you are they know what they're dealing with You've disarmed the amygdala to go, okay, I know what you are. You're not a friend or a friend. I just know what you are. I've put you in a box. I can now deal with you. The next step is to get people, because the next question they're asking in their brain after they've said, who are you and do I know you, is do I like you? Mm-hmm. And that's the second thing that they're asking. So, And the easiest way to get over that aspect is to talk about your client or talk about your prospect. What's your favourite subject to talk about, Brian? Oh, probably summer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But most people's favourite subject is themselves. Right, I was being modest again. <laughs> well, I love it. You're, you're so humble. Um, <laughs> even if we got chatting about summer, probably the first thing you'd say is, oh, I love summer. And I like to go to, the, and I like to, so you'd be talking about you. Yeah, I'll go to the swimming pool, go to the beach, open the windows, sit on the deck with a beer at the weekends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, so, right. so the next part of your branding and your brand proposition has got to be all about them. How, who do you help and how do you help them? I'm with you. So beer ads show a, gro- a group of guys standing around a barbecue, having a chat with a bottle of beer in their hand. Correct. They're not drinking because they're thirsty. They're drinking that particular brand because it's made them sociable. It's made them attractive. Okay. Yeah, got that. So, yeah, fast-moving consumer goods do it really well. You don't drink a Coke because you're thirsty. You drink because Coke is a brand that's, yeah, you have a great big bunch of friends come around and enjoy yourself. So, um, so yeah, so what's the what's the reason to like you and to be likeable? And that's it, is to talk about them. People are 10,000 times more interested in themselves than they are in you, your products or your services. Yeah. So talk about them. So it's pointless going out there and saying, um, groom a dog, we make your dog smell fantastic. That's talking about you. That's what you do. Yeah. You'd be better off talking about, um, have you got a smelly dog? Does your dog stink? Yeah, yeah. 
are you sick of your dog smelling because we've got the best way to get around it? So you start off with them. Uh, and that's the second thing. Do I know you? Do I like you? And the last one is, can I trust you? Can I trust that what you say you're going to do for my dog or for my life or for my business or whatever it is, is actually going to be what you do? Right. Okay. Yeah, because the amygdala is giving a warning bell out. Oh, you're not sure about this person. You know, I, I know what they do. I quite like the idea of them helping me because I need that. But can I trust them? So everything you're doing here in the science that you practice, and we'll talk a bit more about that when we get towards the end, mm. is, is really satisfying the amygdala. Correct. It's understanding how the brain deals with branding and marketing and sales messages so that you can get it right. When you go out and I see a lot of people go out with branding and marketing spending a lot of money getting it wrong and they go, oh, marketing doesn't work, it's expensive, doesn't get any leads, doesn't generate any income. It's because they just don't understand how to do it right. Right. I'm with you. Okay. We're on the right track here. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. So, um, once you've, once you've, I suppose once you've crossed that hurdle and you've conquered that and you are getting that message through so that people can, number one, get to know you, number two, a little bit of opportunity to like you, and that's going to be obviously, and then, and then the trust. How do you do that quickly without presenting bios and life histories and, uh, you know, your, your bank account and the fact that uh, you're, you're an honourable person? How do, you, how do you get that across? Absolutely. I'll just share with you the colour of my underwear and everything. Yeah, no, don't even go there. Again, <laughs> it's, talk, it's talking about you rather than talking about them. So right. the trust part is exactly what you hinted at before about drinking a, a beer or a coke and, and the, the fact that it transformed you from being just a, a bloke on the couch on his own drinking whatever beer to being in a, in a barbecue surrounded with lots of fun and people and being sociable. Fast-moving consumer goods do trust really well and it's called transformational marketing. It's saying, saying to you that if you brush your teeth with my toothpaste, not only will you have gorgeous teeth but you'll be absolutely beautiful and have a gorgeous looking boyfriend in a great car. So with service provision and business, you have to actually paint that picture. It's back to the bacon and eggs. What's the, the problem that the client has that's out there, smelly dog? What's the solution? Well, we have a brand new technology that does such and such and that reduces the gland sweating or whatever you want to say what it is. That's fine. But take that step further and talk about the outcome. And that's what forms trust because the brain wants the outcome. You want the cooked bacon and eggs. So you'll be already painting a picture in your head. If you've got a smelly dog, you'll already be painting a picture of you in your head of what it will be like to no longer have to deal with the smelly dog. Mm. And okay. to be able to have the dog inside and it can sit on your furniture and it can, you can be more part of the family or whatever. Or you can't, you get over the embarrassment of your dog smelling, whatever it is that the resolution is that you provide. So I talk about it being a pro, P-R-O, problem, resolution, outcome. Right, okay, that makes sense. So this is the, the, the Panadol analogy where I've got a headache, all I want to do is get it fixed, Panadol will do it, I don't want to know its life story and the people who created the product, but I, 
a smiling face and a packet of Panadols, I've got my solution, that's all I want, end of story. Absolutely, but the Panadol ads are quite fun because they, it's amazing, if you take Panadol all of a sudden you're a fantastic surfer um, or you're an amazing teacher or you're, you know, there's, there's all these things that, oh. that have nothing to do with <laughs> I'm you know what I mean? But they make okay. you extraordinary. So mm. yeah, Panadol won't even just sort your headache out, it'll actually make you extraordinary. Right, okay, excellent. Well, this is extraordinary, some great stuff in here. And, you know, there's bits and pieces, as with every expert you talk to in any field, people who've got, you know, gr tremendous experience and knowledge and the ability to share it, where you pick up little bits and you say, yeah, that brings a, there's a theme I've seen before. That runs through it all. It all sort of overlaps and merges. And in this case, this is really making sense. Um, because like with most people, I take a bit of interest these days in, in the brain and so on and, read people like Seth Godin. So this, this pulls it all into reality to say, well, this is how you can make it work for you. So um, with regards to all that then, I mean, what, what would be your sort of short, snappy suggestion for people before I, before I give you contact details and ask you to give me an idea of your, your portfolio? Um, what would you say is the, you know, the, I suppose the, the, quick, the quick fix, if you like, I hate that term, but, you know, the... The, uh, the, the, sp the speedy response, how do you start? Well, Brian, I'm so glad that you've been able to understand what we've talked about this morning. Because, sorry, today, it could be any time that someone's managing to listen to your programs, which is fabulous, which is why I love them, um, because it isn't often a difficult thing to explain and to grasp. But the one thing that perhaps people could take away and as an exercise do today would be go inch wide and mile deep. Find that inch-wide thing that you are really passionate about or you're really good at or you find effortless and become the expert in that niche and go absolutely mile deep on it um, because the minute you become an authority in the industry and people know, th believe that you know your stuff because you do know your stuff about that, all of a sudden it elevates you to this place where people contact you they chase you and when you're in business you don't have time to chase around hunting for clients or hunting for partners or hunting for franchisors or whatever it is wouldn't it be fantastic if people found you and that's the real secret to having a strong brand is standing out in the marketplace and that's the way to do it find your inch wide mile deep niche Right, so the reason that I approached you some time back to be on this uh, interview with me today on Franchise Radio was because I know you've got the skills and the ability and the knowledge and uh, to actually help someone achieve that. Because it's easily said, you know, I've got, a, I've got a hamburger shop or I do a cleaning business. Sure, you know, I want, I want to be the person out there, etc., etc., how do you achieve that? How do you create that authority? What can you do for people? Um, at Ultimate Business Propeller, which is the name of the brilliant name for your business, um, what, what can you offer there to uh, to listeners that want to inquire a bit more? Um, well, the easiest way, really, is a couple of different ways, depending on how you learn. Um, one of the easiest ways is to grab hold of um, the copies of the books that I've written. Um, this is a best-selling series of personal branding guidebooks and they're called oddly enough 
know me, like me, trust me, and you can get those off of Amazon. I also run workshops, and in the new year I'll be starting a series of webinars, which, Brian, I'd love to have you on as one of our gurus as well. So we'll, we'll have that for, for your members as well, which is great. But the first stop is just go to ultimatebusinesspropeller.com and um, or go to Amazon and search for my name, Lauren Clement, and those books know me, like me, trust me, and um, just skill up a little bit on how to understand how the brain works and how to position yourself as an expert in your field. Um, and, yeah, come along to one of my workshops or at least, um, you know, grab those books and have a good read. Okay, yeah, look, any, anyone that wants to get in contact with Lauren then, so it's, is Lauren, I'll just spell this because if you're not going through LinkedIn, she's, she's quite, quite, uh, quite absorbed in her LinkedIn, so it's a good way to get hold of Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, um, and, uh, the, the, the surname is spelt, help me here. Uh, C-L-E-M. E-double-T. E-double-T. That's it. I've put a double in for some reason. Okay. So, there's no N in it. So it's not Clement, it's Clement. So. Clement. Ah, there we go. All right. So my apologies for that. That was a gross, uh, a gross rudeness from my part. Now, also. <laughs> it's, it's, know, not my, it's not my maiden, it's my married name, so I'll blame it on my husband. <laughs> Poor, never mind. Okay. So I know you've got that productivity tool. Is that still available? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. The funny thing is, it's and it's fabulous that people have taken the time to listen to this broadcast because just to do that is it's a sign that you want to to work on your business, which is great, um, and to improve all sorts of things. The thing is, only two percent of people who learn stuff from things like your fabulous radio and going to workshops and, and all these sorts of things, only 2% actually put it into action. So what happens is this interview stops and people go, wow, that was great, I, I learnt quite a lot, and they do nothing because life happens. Mm. And I'm not a big fan of to-do lists. I, I figured by the time you've finished writing your to-do list, you probably could have done half the stuff that was on it. Um, but I do have, I've developed something over the years that's really helped me with my productivity. I mean, I've written... Nine books, four of which are bestsellers in the last oh, three years. Um, launched businesses, um, reworked brands, you name it. And I think the only way I've managed to do that is because I've, I've planned it. And I've got something called a weekly action planner, which is a free tool. It's a productivity tool and you can download it from my website, ultimatebusinesspropeller.com and use it. And it helps you really work out the most important things you need to achieve in one week. And it really helps you break it down into just little processes to get stuff done. And I get about 10 times more done in a week just by using that. It takes about 20 minutes to, to do it. I, I do it on a weekend, planning my week ahead, about 10 minutes, 20 minutes at the most. Okay. And, man, make a difference. All right. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much. I'd like to just summarize a few points here. And you may, as listeners, have written down others. But the bacon and eggs is something I shan't forget. So just remembering to envisage the bacon and eggs, and that does very simply explain the amygdala sort of uh, syndrome, I suppose, if you like, or awareness. So just making you making you conscious of the fact that it's all about emotion. Uh, I, I liked hearing the uh, the FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. That's also something to be conscious of. And if you're conscious of that with your clients, your customers, then you know how to feed their needs. Um, then we ran through this branding definition so forth you know and, and the fact that just understanding you put the nail you know you really marked it when you said it's what you do effortlessly that other people find hard so that's what we all need to focus on 
Um, and then the fact your customers are looking unconsciously or otherwise, you know, to get to know you, to like you, to trust you, and that's what it all comes about. And the beer commercial is my reminder. So having said that, what I'd like to do is just um, in a moment give uh, Lauren a chance to sign off, but I'll say that this information will be available for members in a, um, in a transcript and um, for anyone that wants more information about access to those uh, the vault of uh, our radio shows, get in touch with me. And um, if you want to get in touch with Lauren and you can't track her down through her website, etc., please contact uh, me at Powder Franchise Simply. So, Lauren, I'd just like to say thank you very much indeed. I've got a prolific amount of notes here, really some great information. Thank you for making yourself available today. Oh, well, I've been a bit elusive, so thank you for chasing me up, Brian, and it's been a real <laughs> pleasure to be here. I'm glad that it's been of help. Okay, and if you've got any outstanding questions, you know, let Lauren or I know, and we'll uh, we'll get on, we'll uh, we'll get back in touch with you. So, really appreciate that. Um, just like to say goodbye to everybody. That we look forward to speaking to you again soon at our next franchise radio show. Welcome to the franchise radio.